business, booze, and a behind-the-scenes look at being an entrepreneur. The Mind Your Business NKY podcast offers real interviews with NKY business owners. Hosted by Link NKY CEO Lacey Starling and business reporter Kenton Hornbeck. Honestly, you won't find a more entertaining business podcast. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen on linknky.com. Hi, Northern Kentucky, and welcome to Inside Link, where you get the inside scoop on our cover stories straight from the reporters who worked on them. I'm Link's digital editor, Maggie McDonald, and today we're chatting with our Frankfurt correspondent, Rebecca Hanschett, about the Kentucky legislative session that started just last week. So how are you today, Rebecca? I'm great. How are you, Maggie? Good. So can you just give us an overview of what we can expect to see in this legislative session? Sure. Um, Well, this is a 60-day budget session. So this is the um, even-numbered year annual session when uh, all 138 lawmakers uh, receive a proposal from the governor's office of uh, his or her, as the case may be in any given uh, cycle, to fund the operations of Kentucky state government with some funding for uh, local um, projects as well. Um, over the next two years. And so this session, we have already seen the governor's budget proposal that was filed last week, um, approximately $138 billion federal and state money and other funds. The state portion of that state spending, a general fund, approximately $30 billion, um, give or take. The uh, House leadership, the majority leadership, the House Republican and Senate Republicans are going to um, have their budget proposal filed either this week or next week. So the governor and the state legislators will have to come together over the next few months before the session ends on April 15th, on or before April 15th, and negotiate those two, you know, meld those two together into something that works. So within that budget, what are some specific areas um, that are likely to receive attention and potential changes during this session? Well, education has been said, and as it always is, um, the state legislative leaders have already said that that will be a primary focus. What that means is that there will be possibly a funding bump for SEEK funding, which is the per-pupil base funding for schools, although that is not a given. Lawmakers said last week that in terms of funding for teacher raises, those would not be mandated more than likely in the budget. That does not mean that there will not be teacher raises. That just means that they would, as in, I think, the past budget cycle, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, that money would be given to local school districts to dole out as they see fit. If that's for raises, that's for raises. But the state legislative leaders say they don't want to mandate that. Other focuses will be workforce development. We've heard that there will be possibly more money for child care, employer-assisted child care, which will help parents and grandparents and whoever is raising the children to go to work without worrying about where the kids are going to be that day. That's especially true in the case of, you know, young children. And in, in that same vein, there will not supposedly, according to 
to leadership press conference last week in the House and Senate Republican leadership press conference. They don't foresee any mandated funding for pre-K, universal pre-K. There is preschool in the state for certain populations, but there's not universal pre-K. That means it's not funded for every four-year-old in the state. The governor wants that. The House and Senate leadership, according to what they said last week, they do not see an quote, unquote, appetite for that. So, um, you know, don't look, not looking at that exactly as something that will happen. Um, Other areas, um, of course, public safety, there's a huge Safer Kentucky Act that has yet to be filed, at least as of midday Friday, that would bump up penalties for youth crimes, youth crimes that are not youth offenses, but youth that commit adult crimes. So we're talking violent crimes that they would be prosecuted as adults for. There are other fentanyl-related offenses in that bill that are expected. So that would also probably see some funding in the budget. So going back maybe a little bit to education. So, you know, there's this focus on school choice. Can you talk a little bit about the potential constitutional amendment related to public funding for charter schools and other non-public schools? Yeah. So there was a, of course, there have been a couple of court cases in the past year or two that have said that, no, you cannot use public funding for private education. Did not mention charter schools specifically, but did mention the education education tax credit legislation that was passed in recent sessions. So lawmakers have told Link that it is and has been well reported across the state that it's more than likely going to have to be an issue because of the court challenges that will be addressed by the voters, meaning a constitutional amendment. There would have to be a change in the state constitution, which currently states, not verbatim, but states that public funding must go to common schools, aka public schools. It cannot be used for non-common schools or non-public schools. There's a question of whether or not that would apply to a public charter school. You know, got those two words in there. You've got public school and then you've got charter school. There are also private charter schools. So it's not clear yet on that argument. But as far as private schools, however, that would be defined, if it's defined, that may go before the voters now in 2024. So this this fall, the question is, will there be enough votes in the House and Senate to put it on the ballot? We don't have citizen inferred legislative initiatives in this state. Citizens cannot put a, get a petition together and put a constitutional amendment on the ballot. It will have to come from the legislature in Kentucky. The House and Senate have to get together three-fifths of each chamber at least to put that on the ballot. That's 60 votes, at least 60 votes in the House and at least 23 votes in the Senate. Question is, is that going to happen? Who knows? This has been an, uh, an issue that um, Republicans have not necessarily agreed on as a whole, and it's something that Democrats uh, typically do not support. Uh, they don't support public uh, private. They don't support public funding for private education um, in the state, as as has been proposed in statutes previously. Those bills have passed with a Republican majority. We'll have to see what happens. If that makes it on the ballot, it would require a majority, of course, 
50 plus one, 50 percent plus one by the the state's voters. And then we'll have to see where it went from there. But I'm not sure it's going to happen. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Another thing that's in the budget is road construction. And specifically in northern Kentucky, we have the big Brent Spence Bridge Corridor Project. Can you talk a little bit about the fundings that are needed for this project? So the Brent Spence Bridge Project is, of course, a joint project with the state of Ohio and the Commonwealth of Kentucky. It's also a federal project. There's a lot of federal money going into this project. It's a $3.6 billion project. More than half of that is being covered by the state of Ohio, Kentucky's portion is roughly $1.6 billion, I believe. In the last budget cycle, the $3.4 billion 2022-2024 state road plan, there was approximately, and this is in Kentucky, approximately $760 million budgeted for construction of the companion bridge to the existing bridge. That's Kentucky's primary focus right now, not the only focus, but getting that bridge built to take some of the pressure off the Brent Spence Bridge with through traffic to more national destinations being the purpose eventually is the plan for the the main bridge and the companion bridge being used for more local traffic. So $250 million of that $760 million is uh, state matching funds. $360 million is federal grant funds from various pools or $180 million per fiscal year and $150 million in federally backed transportation bonds, also called Garvey bonds. Those are, uh, that's are not new. Those have been used for decades um, to support um, large um, interstate projects uh, and, and bridge projects um, federally linked in the state. And of course, this is I-75, I-71 area, so that would be federal. So some of that, actually, any sp- most of that money in the state budget from the last budget cycle will carry over. The governor has told Link that there could be additional funding. We'd have to work with the legislature on that and see where that goes. But again, the project is going forward. They anticipate already a lot of pre-design going on, pre-construction work, and then we're going to see more movement on that this year. And, of course, no tolls are attached to that project still, as has been the case since this funding was first allocated. So, um, you know, with multiple bills being filed uh, uh, last week, essentially at the end of the week, you know, what are the specific concerns unique to Northern Kentucky that legislators from the region aim to address during this session? Well, one issue that has been well documented is the certificate of need issue, which involves the state's law that requires new facilities, new healthcare facilities, or or new services that will require, you know, substantial investment to receive um, state approval by the Department of Cabinet for Health and Family Services under the state certificate of need law. It's a way that has been uh, historically a means of controlling healthcare access and cost, presumably for the benefit of the local population. That is not considered a benefit to some members of the Kentucky House and Republican Caucus. Specifically, 
State Representative Marianne Proctor of Burlington has been very outspoken about the fact that certificate of need is, um, as it's currently written at least, is not helpful to Northern Kentucky. And there has been talk of monopolies and so forth. She is expected to file three bills on certificate of need this week. We have not seen what those look like yet. We will know tomorrow afternoon after they are filed. So folks should be looking for information on that um, on Lincoln KY. Other issues of importance to Northern Kentucky are, of course, uh, the workforce development issue. Every region of the state has struggled with substance abuse disorder. Northern Kentucky is no different. There's expected to be some legislation to address substance abuse disorders that impact the workforce by the thousands. And we'll, we have not seen, as is the case for certificate of need legislation, we've not seen that legislation yet, but do look forward to reviewing it when it's, when it's available. Great. I don't think I have any more questions. Is there anything else you want to make sure is uh, brought up? I think that's a good start. Great. Well, thank you for listening to Inside Link. We'll see you here next week.